1: to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. Yeah, you got it. This is not Tracy. Today, I will be your host and I am Ruth Willett, the prayer coordinator for the Freedom Challenge USA. If you're a new listener and are wondering what we're about here at the Freedom Challenge, we are a movement of passionate women who participate in physical challenges that test limits While raising funds and awareness to set women and children around the world on a pathway to freedom. And our aim is to do good, do more, and do it together in our fight for freedom. And today I'm joined by Chelsea Van Essen. Chelsea is a friend, a wise counsellor, and one of the founders of Logos Wilderness Therapy, an incredible organisation that works with survivors of human trafficking. I think I love almost everyone I meet. Um, I'm lucky that way. But Chelsea is someone I am very excited to introduce you to. I'm honoured to call her a friend. She's a woman with a heart surrendered to God, a woman full of joy and unafraid of sorrow. So welcome, Chelsea. Would you tell us a little about yourself and how you got involved with the Freedom Challenge?
0: Thanks so much, Ruth. I'm so glad to be here with you. And yes, I'm so thankful for the Freedom Challenge. I have been now connected with the Freedom Challenge for, I think, four years, four or five, and was originally introduced through actually guiding, like in a wilderness setting, and just through that, built that connection of a shared heart and vision for more freedom and healing for human trafficking survivors, and then also in the creation of logos, um, we really focus on facilitating experiences for healing and freedom. So for human trafficking survivors and also for other people. So then through that, we just have continue to have our paths crossed. And it's been such a wonderful journey and yeah, freedom challenge. And all you women are just so dear to my heart. So I'm so happy to be here with you today.
1: Well, the feeling is mutual. We are continuing to celebrate the 10-year anniversary of the Freedom Challenge. And this year, it's not only full of testimonies about look what the Lord has done, but it's also full of challenges. We have five regional and two international challenges. And Chelsea and I, together with several other amazing ladies, put together some foundational spiritual guidance to use at the challenges this year. One of the main points we landed on was gratitude. So today we're here to chat and guide you through some prayer as we lift up the need for freedom, especially as we consider human trafficking and modern day slavery. But within this, we're going to interweave gratitude, which I know sounds strange, but bear with me, it's going to be a good ride. Mm -hmm. I know that um, you've heard me say the statistics before um, it's a hundred and fifty billion dollar a year industry, and there's not one place in the world that is not impacted by human trafficking and modern day slavery. There's four forty million enslaved in the world right now. Did you know that that it's more than the population of California, which is just under thirty nine million? Twelve million of those enslaved are minors. And this is actually equivalent to the population of the metro area of Los Angeles. So the amount of minors, children, enslaved is equivalent to the second largest city in the United States. I just I want you to stop for a minute and let that sink in. It's actually awful. And it's why we're on here. We're on here to cry out, it is enough. And this number is staggering. So let's pause the podcast and just cry out to God. Maybe with a groan because you don't know what to say. Maybe a shout, a song, a scripture. This should make you feel something. And if what it makes you feel is anger, that's okay. Just take the anger to God because we don't want to let that get twisted in any way. All right. Welcome back, and thank you for praying. Thank you for facing this issue together with us. Chelsea, I remember talking with you on one of the Freedom Challenge trips, and when you were around 18, I think, you gave your heart to God and said to him, move me and lead me into the spaces that break your heart. And where he led you was into the arena of human trafficking. Can you talk to us about this and what would you like to say to our listeners as we highlight praying into this today?
0: Yeah, thanks Ruth. Yeah, one, something that someone told me a long time ago was that God uses people that are open and willing and moving. And so with that, that was something, yeah, when I was 18, I was young and I was like, okay, I'm open, I'm willing, I'm moving with you and God bring me to the places that break your heart. And looking at that, I really was moved to trafficking as it was the space where all of these vulnerabilities were together and exploitation, um, really holds all those things in these dark places. And I remember when I was, when I, when God showed that to me, I was like, okay, like I I'm holding this, it's really dark. And I remember God saying to me pretty, very clearly, he said that if you go here with me, you will never lose my presence and you will never lose my joy. And, and that's something that I like, you know, in the moment I like held on to that for sure. And I think it's really now in this journey, more than a decade later, I'm at this place and that means so much to me now. And one thing that I, that sticks out to me is as we all enter into these, these spaces of darkness when we're really opening our eyes to this big presence and reality of human trafficking, which is scary and dark and causes sorrow and anger and all these things, this idea of holding presence is actually a vital piece of this. And so when God said that to me, I didn't even know that that was going to actually be something that actually holds me to in spaces of hope and joy later. And that in suffering, one of the things that God calls us to is just to be present to them. And that when we are present to them, that that's when healing can come forth and that God is never going to leave us in that. And, um, even when you jump into trauma and those things, one of the biggest pieces of trauma is this feeling of being alone and this mm-hmm. idea of like helplessness and overwhelm, but even more so when you're alone. And so when God said that, I didn't realize like, wow, like I'm never going to be alone in this. When I, when I enter into this, this work and these spaces with deep trauma and suffering, I'm not going to be alone. And then that's actually the message that I most often bring to the the women I work with is that like, Hey, you're not alone. You're not alone. And then through that, that actually builds the capacity to remember joy and to have that actually be something that carries us in a hopeful way. So I don't know. I just think it's like a really fun thing to be like, wow, what God told me when I was just starting this work is actually far deeper and profound in words of wisdom and these gems of almost like I hear when Mary says in scripture that she held these things deep in her heart. And that mm-hmm. as I've done that, like holding these things deep in my heart that they've come to more fruit than I ever knew.
1: Wow. And Chelsea, you do that so well. You're definitely a woman who knows how to hold the tension um, of life and even the tension that's within scripture, you know, that uh, God's peace passes understanding and it's not linked to circumstances. So you can be in circumstances like that um, have no peace surrounding them and yet somehow God brings peace And we can be talking about something that's incredibly dark, but we already know the darkness hasn't overcome the light. Mm -hmm. So light is there. And we can be in situations that call for mourning and sorrow, but the outcome of that, we're told, is that we get to be blessed. Mm -hmm. We get to be happy. We get to have joy Mm -hmm. Um, if we choose to enter into those spaces and let God do what only he can do. So I love that about you. And I think, you know, at some point there'll be a podcast too where we dig into holding the tension Mm -hmm. of these things um, in in a good space. But I would just invite us all to pause the podcast um, and hold that tension, have a little chat with God, which we call prayer. And just if, if this is something new to you and you have no idea what to do with it, then, you know, Talk to the person beside you, ask God what he suggests. Um, and if you do know what to do with it and you have a mix of emotions going on, let's let's just take it to Holy Spirit and ask about holding it intention right now. And as you are here dealing with an issue that's super dark, um, I would say ask God to to reveal some light to you in this moment, to reveal some joy to you in this moment that's surprising. So let's pause the podcast and do that right now. Okay, welcome back. And if you have any stories of surprising joy um, and beautiful light, then maybe send us an email. It would be fun to hear. Um, So moving the lens in a little, we're here because a passionate group of women and men, I think, in this challenge are gathering in California, Southern California, no less, to hike in Napa Valley. I have to say, I don't know about you, Chelsea, but Mm -hmm. I definitely thought of joining this one. It sounds like we could have some fun in Napa Valley.
0: For sure. But anyway,
1: yeah, for sure, (laughs) right? Um, Thank you, hikers, for saying yes to this, for hiking and for praying. And one reason that this Napa Valley hike is happening is a burning cry to see freedom reign. The World Population Review website makes two statements. The first one is, a common misconception about human trafficking is that it doesn't happen in the United States. This is false, as the USA is ranked as one of the worst countries globally for human trafficking. It's estimated that approximately... 200,000 incidents occur within the United States every year. And the second statement is that California consistently has the highest trafficking, human trafficking rates in the United States. So yes, we hiked in California last year. We're hiking this year, and I'm pretty sure we'll hike next year. We're not okay with these statistics, and we're doing something about it. We're fighting back with our steps, our prayers, and our worship. So I'd like to ask you to pause the podcast and to pray for California. All right, welcome back. Thank you for joining us again. Chelsea, is there anything you'd like to add here?
0: Yeah, very thanks. I was, as I was praying for California, just some things came to mind and And so who, yeah, you can give me that feedback if that resonates with you or if that resonates with any of you all on the podcast, listening and praying as well. But I just had this feeling of just the hiddenness of human trafficking. And when I was praying for California, it comes to mind that there's this idea of being hidden in plain sight. And that's why I think those misconceptions exist or like that myth, like, whoa, like, could that be in the United States or could that be in California? And a lot of even our survivors who come through our program and our trips that have come from California come from every background, every socioeconomic status, every race, every ethnicity and every age. And in that, mm-hmm. I have just noticed like, wow, like there was a hiddenness there. Like and maybe that's with like some the the really honestly high beauty of California, the beauty of the land, the beauty of the people. There can be that external appearance of beauty, which is true and real which can also then maybe hide or mask this underlying pain and loneliness. And so as I was like praying for California, it's like, wow, I just feel like what came to me is really asking God to give us sight with compassion. Um, Cause when we just have sight that can be like more exposure, which can lead to judgment and really harsh or harmful things. But when we have sight with compassion, that can actually really bring the sense of healing and the sense of connectedness that comes that brings more freedom for, for, from pain and suffering. And so that's kind of what came to me as I was thinking is like, wow, like in this place of hiddenness where there's so much beauty, there's also this underlying pain and loneliness that's there that then breeds the vulnerabilities for human trafficking. So just for, yeah, Lord give us sight and give us a sight that is full of compassion that can pierce through the hiddenness, but in a way that can really hold it and embrace it with compassion that leads to healing.
1: Amen. Yeah, it makes me think of, you know, even the Micah um, verse that talks about love, mercy, do justly and walk humbly with your God. Like God doesn't want us to do justice without love and mercy. Mm -hmm. And that's what that makes me think of the sight with compassion. And I would invite us all into that space to, to, you know, to pray both against the hiddenness, because, we know, Chelsea, you and I talk about this often, that when things are brought into the light, then there's actually space for healing. Mm-hmm. But when they're kept hidden, it's it's impossible for that healing to come um, and therefore that freedom to come. Mm-hmm. Um, so just pray against the hiddenness um, of it in California. And last year, actually, God said to me, like, with these prayers, I'm going to be dealing with the roots, as in the roots that are underground and unseen and the routes, the traffic routes um, within human trafficking in California. So we can echo that Mm -hmm. prayer with the hiddenness and and how God is moving and um, just cry out to him. You can either do it together with the person you're walking with um, or on your own, but let's let's just ask for exposure um, in a good way, sight with compassion. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's join Chelsea in that prayer. Okay. Thank you. And welcome back. I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that we were going to be interweaving gratitude into this um, guided prayer for human trafficking. So I'm just going to hand this straight over to Chelsea because she has some great things to talk to us about gratitude.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So two things come to mind for me when I think about this. And and one, we even earlier, Ruth, you mentioned that there's a reality that human trafficking is happening all around us. There's a reality that this pain and suffering is there. And I think similarly on the other side of that, gratitude really invites us into speaking realities. And I and I what I love about this is it echoes for me this idea that the burden that the pathway of Jesus is is light. It's not a burdensome path. And it is intentional, but it's not burdensome. And so with gratitude, it's something that we turn our attention to, but the realities are already there. So we're not having to create something. We're not having to force something. It's really just saying, wow, in this present moment, what can I see? What can I name? What can I be intentional saying that I value that? I appreciate that. That beauty, that goodness, that celebration is already there. It's already happening with or without me, but it's actually just me recognizing that. And so what I love about that is when it actually takes off a huge burden of, of responsibility or weight or energy that I think a lot of the rest of our life is filled with, like do this, do that, do that. But really it's saying like, okay, pause to what's already present. It's already here. You just need to pause and, and speak it or recognize it. And then what's so powerful in that when we, when we stay and we stay in present to what is the gratitude of those things, that actually allows us. To be present to other things, to be present to some of these sorrows, to be present with some of these pains. And then, this is something I get really excited about, is um, (laughs) this little neuroscience piece. But the brain, your brain is really a beautiful and powerful thing. And your brain can't necessarily determine, it can't say, I want to feel joy. I want to feel gratitude or appreciation and I don't want to feel sorrow. It can't do that. It can't choose one or the other. So, what it does is it either numbs out both of those. So, it says, like, ah, boom, and it numbs it out, or it says it's going to feel both more deeply. And so, what's beautiful is that gratitude, that space of pausing with intention, saying, I value this. The hard things are happening, a lot of emotions happening, but I value beauty, goodness, joy. I'm seeing that, I'm celebrating that. That is the bridge to experience emotion and really life more vibrantly because emotion is this energy that actually God has made our brains to function with. And so then, so gratitude is the bridge to experience life more vibrantly. And then what's powerful is that though we then experience sorrow in deeper, more powerful ways in suffering, we actually then get to experience joy and celebration and love and hope and patience and goodness vibrantly as well like they go together and gratitude is one of those bridges that gets us to compassion that gets us to presence that gets us to a deeper resiliency and capacity amongst sorrow and pain and hope and goodness so it's a really powerful bridge that i've seen um just and it's it's really important for us to practice it's something that the more you practice it it's like those building those muscles as you all are hiking as you all are training your bodies to do this gratitude is the same way it is a muscle to to be practiced in our brain for the bridge of vibrant life.
1: Wow. I just, I feel like Tracy here, it's just like, wow, let's have a sailor on this moment, like to pause and think on this. Like it's the the fact that we have to feel both to feel Mm -hmm. either. Yes. Is, It's mind-boggling, even though I know it's true, just hearing you say it and and the choosing, you know, like just saying, okay, pause in this moment and find something Mm -hmm. that is beautiful or find something to be grateful for. You know, I've said this before, I sometimes find it so hard to appreciate the small steps
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: because we so want the... Final outcome, or the we we want the big result, Mm -hmm. and you know even today you're walking the oatmeal trail. You don't get to the end of it from the beginning of it without taking small steps. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's just fact. I mean, I, I know I'm sounding moronic here, but that is just the truth. You take small steps to get from one place to the next, and. The destination is not even what this is all about, this challenge. This challenge is about the steps. It's about feeling your steps. It's about um, feeling what someone enslaved might be feeling. It's about allowing your body to feel some pain and allowing yourself to face, quite frankly, the horror of human trafficking and yet to be walking somewhere beautiful Mm -hmm. with other people and choosing together to believe that my steps in this moment matter. My prayers are carrying weight. And I believe that God will do what he says he's doing, which is fighting to move this mountain of human trafficking. They're all quite small things, but they're not small. If God said he's doing something. And what I hear at this moment with you talking is really um, science catching up with scripture, Mm. Right, like in in Scripture, God knows best, and He actually says there's some combination of the word Thanksgiving found 169 times in 162 verses in the New American Standard Bible. That's how important God thinks Thanksgiving and gratitude is. He tells us more than anything else, in different ways, to praise the Lord, to not be afraid, to rejoice, Mm -hmm. and to give thanks,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and you know Chelsea you've just shared a little of what this does in our minds and just hearing together you know the phrases of like I think thankfulness and do not be afraid are actually two of the most common repeated commands in the bible because God knows like facing this like choosing to face the darkness while gazing on me so it's another version of the gaze and glance it actually causes fear to flee mm-hmm. because okay. although we're choosing the dark subject, it actually allows us to see the light. Mm-hmm. It allows us to bring it out of hiding and to say, we're going to talk about this because this happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so faith yeah. in these dark issues, even just in living life, we get to... to bring our brains into line with what God knows is going to bring wholeness. What God knows is going to um get us to the abundant life that He actually talks about. And the enemy's going to try and get us to go, no, that's too painful, or don't go there, or whoa, go there and see how bad God is. But actually what God's doing is going, if you choose this, you're going to get to joy. Yeah. You're going to get to peace. You're going to see light. You're going to see beauty. I'm going to take you out of a life that's numb, hidden, alone. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, really, I just love what you're saying. And I think what I just think is so beautiful is, like, God knows. Like, God like God has sets forth these paths for us of goodness because God is good. And it's this, by choosing to trust him in these acts of even practicing gratitude. That's what's so profound is like, God knows. So then it's like when we choose to say, I'm going to be present to something. And, and sometimes I notice for myself, if it's too hard internally, like maybe there's just too much going on internally. It's a chaos or I feel anxious or I feel overwhelmed, all those things. Then what I do is I actually look external and say, what can I what can I say? Thank you for your goodness, God. What can I say? I notice this beauty, this joy in someone else's life or the world. So I move external, and then if external, if it's too big and too chaotic and scary and hard, then I move internal. Say, like, God, what can I? What can I say? Thank you for the goodness that's in my heart or in the spaces that in these like secret places with God of how God's made me or what God's doing in my life. And so even again, what's so powerful is there's always a space where we can move into with gratitude. And when we do that and create that presence in that space, it increases our compassion. And what's so powerful about that increase of compassion is that's actually different than the empathy we've talked about. Like empathy is like feeling with, right. But sometimes when there's too much feeling with, then it can actually move us away from people. Cause it's like overwhelming. You're, Threat response comes on. And we say that's too much. That's not safe. Or we judge people. But instead, God says, when we can give gratitude, recognize my goodness, then you recognize that you're connected to something, Chelsea or Ruth or any of us, that's bigger than yourself. You're connected to me. And I'm always bigger than this. And I'm always good. And I am working in the world. And I am hope and joy in all these things. So when we're connected to something bigger than ourselves. And when we're part of that, and that brings that presence piece, that God's present in our lives. And then that increases our compassion and increases our closeness and nearness to these women and to these people and then to a more vibrant life. So I love all these connections you're saying, Ruth. It's like God knows. God knows best. And he's given us a pathway to walk. Mm-hmm. And, and we have to choose to walk it and, and build that trust. But I think the more we do, the actual easier it will become because that vibrancy comes back to us. And we're like, whoa, this is so good. Like God is so good in this.
1: That is so good, Chelsea. And so really, I just want to, I'm encouraging myself, encourage whoever's listening to make this a practice in our lives. Um, to do it right now, as you're walking and praying today, give thanks and remember what the Lord has done. If you listen to the first regional prayer podcast in March of this year, you'll have heard me say that we actually have to be intentional in the rem- remembering because it's easy to forget which in some ways is so surprising how easy it is to forget. But I'd also like to say that, you know, don't stop facing these dark issues. It is easy to become afraid. And like I've already said, it is significant that the two most repeated commands are give thanks and do not be afraid. God knows how to, to, to get us to our best life. And I think that the very act of thanksgiving actually causes this fear to flee. Because like I said already, it's another version of gazing on God and glancing at the rest. So we have glanced on a dark subject with um, human trafficking, but we are gazing. And I will forever tell us to gaze on the one who is the name above it all. He's the name above all names, a name above fear, a name above darkness, a name above human trafficking. He's a name above division, above sorrow, above failure. He's the name above all names. And He, this name He came down and joined us in our humanity. This name, Jesus, he's with us now and he doesn't lose. This name is love and this name perfectly loves. I had a moment. I don't often maybe understand the fear I feel. I'm sure I feel fear. Everyone does. But I had this moment in bed about a year ago and fear like covered me like a blanket. And it was a very unusual feeling for me. And I was like okay you know because occasionally you know you get these things you maybe have a bad dream and you can't shake it off or or whatever and so I was like okay I'll I'll, I'll also put on a worship song that helps it didn't help I'll pray that helps it didn't help like nothing was helping this fear was just like heavy and into my head pops the thought perfect love casts out fear and I was like yeah I know I know the verse <laughs> and again it's like perfect love casts out fear and I'm like I know God, I know perfect love casts out fear. And he's like, Ruth, perfect love casts out fear and you are perfectly loved. Mm -hmm. So whoever you are and wherever you're listening from today, you're perfectly loved, not because you're good enough, but because you're his. Jesus gave his life for you. I don't know whether you know this yet or not, but you're his and he would love you to turn to him. So I want you to pause your podcast to bring your own prayer of thanks. Let's practice this. Let's let's make it something that comes so naturally to us. And Chelsea, I loved your advice. Um, if the chaos is external, go internal. And if it's internal, go external. I am going to remember that. That is so helpful. So right now, what, wherever you're at, just take this uh, and find a point to be thankful for. Okay, as well as this prayer of thanks, I want us to cry out for the not yet, because the fact is we are facing a dark issue here and it's not finished. There's stuff that we need God to do because this is not going to end without him. So let's thank him that he's bringing us freedom. But more freedom is needed, both in our lives and in California and in the world in this issue of slavery. So let's pause again and just bring this cry. God, do more. It's enough. Okay, I'm going to give your thumb or your finger some exercise here. Pause again. And now thank God that you're perfectly loved. And maybe even ask for help to actually believe it. I know for me, it it took a while to believe the things that God was saying about how much he loved me. So let's thank him for this. So yeah, Daddy, we just say together a corporate cry of thank you that you are a God who perfectly loves and you are a God who knows how to help us feel all of the feelings and all of the emotions and you know how to to lead us and guide us in these thank you for Chelsea's wise words of going internal or external bring people along our paths to just help us come to abundant life And we ask this also, Lord, for survivors who have come out of trafficking, who feel in the feels and all of the emotions must feel like the scariest thing imaginable because they do not want to remember. They do not want to feel it. They do not want to go back. But we know in your goodness, you know how to bring freedom. And so we just ask for sight with compassion. For words laced with compassion and wisdom, whenever we encounter anyone in their story, survivor of human trafficking or just survivor of life, we ask that you would give us sight with compassion and words laced with wisdom. So, Chelsea, mm. I would love to invite you to give any final thoughts to what just this podcast in general, what I've shared or anything that Holy Spirit's highlighting. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I just think um, even I was just praying with you and then continue to in my mind or just like, thank you, God, that we are not alone. Like, I just think coming back to that idea of you're not alone. So wherever you are listening to this, and I just think even the deep places where if you're alone physically, like the deep places of our hearts and our minds, God is present to those things. And he's present in love and nearness and compassion and hope. And so just like really praying for this experience of God's presence and um, the sense that you're not alone. And I think the other beauty is, and that is doing the work, like doing this work for within these places of suffering. We're not alone either. We are just, we're participating. We're participating in what God is already doing and God is already moving people around around California, around you, around your community, around the country and the world to also do this work. And so it's really powerful that we're not the only ones doing it. We're not alone in the work. We're also not alone in our own hearts and minds. And neither are these survivors that we pray for and we love dearly. Neither are they alone. So just kind of, yeah, that last remembrance, I guess, of that.
1: Thank you. I think I'm going to end this podcast with the words of a song um, by Almost Monday. Um, the lead singer is actually Tracy's son, or the director. Um, and there, in this song, it says, don't say you're ordinary. Don't, and basically, don't try to be ordinary. You could be imaginary. And all that you are is my favourite part, just the way you are. And I hear... Like, God, just say this to us as kids. We find it so hard to feel about ourselves. But all that we are is his favourite part. It's like the the line of a song, I Am Your Beloved by um, Jonathan Helser. The one who knows us best is the one who loves us most. Mm-hmm. So I think part of that joy and part of that thanksgiving that's going to well up in us is the understanding that the one who made us, the one who knows us best loves us most Mm. is perfect love who doesn't want us to fit in and be ordinary and be hidden he wants us to be imaginary because he's full of imagination and he's the one that made us and so just to to embrace um let these thoughts also be about you because when we are healthy and when we know how to receive love we can actually give it Mm -hmm. and we can have that sight with compassion we can go after justice in a way that's full of mercy Mm -hmm. um because we're just like our dad and that's what he does yeah um so continue to don't stop praying for human trafficking when this challenge ends but also don't stop going after your own health and your own freedom because it will change the world around you. It will be what brings heaven to earth when you understand what the one who is in heaven says about you. Mm-hmm. So, thank you for joining us today, for glancing on the darkness, but gazing on the one who was and always will be the answer to all we ever need, including this awful darkness of human trafficking. But we know that darkness doesn't get to win. So I'll be leaving this podcast to worship, to gratitude, by Brandon Lake and Bethel Music. So thanks for believing that your steps matter, your prayers carry weight and your God is fighting. Mm. And let's continue to do good by helping enslaved women and children do more than you ever thought physically possible and do it together by connecting with women who have a heart for a hurting world. So until next time, give thanks and don't fear. Mm. God's got this and he's got you. Mm. His perfectly loved one.